Hey, everybody, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast, and I'm your host, Josh Peak, and this is our 210th episode. Today happens to be uh, April 10th of 2020. Today happens to also be my youngest boy's birthday. He's 23 today. Happy birthday, Jacob, if you're out there listening. Uh, happy birthday. And uh, today I have a special guest. Uh, it's it's a family member, actually, uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello. hello. Lisa's all the way up in Virginia, IA right now. <laughs> I tried to stretch it out there and make it a new name. <laughs> you did a great job. It sounded very South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the goal. I mean, you know, you got to dumb it down for people sometimes. Every once in a while, add extra syllables into the words, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just <laughs> talking about how we were uh, both surviving the uh, coronavirus quarantine by coming up with new and creative fun ways to to do our jobs and to, to entertain ourselves in the meanwhile. Right. And, uh, we also came up with our own, uh, new song, uh, <laughs> dream of coronation by the red hot chili peppers. That's right. Uh, Are they listening? Can they like quick whip that out for us? Get copy, yeah. a little royalty out of that. I'm sure that flea is an avid listener of the podcast. I mean, I've got tens of listeners and they're just like, Oh, flea, you know, right yeah. on man. every time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get right on top of that. Him and Anthony, Anthony, uh, so either him or Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, that may be the thing. That would be better. I know my kids will listen to that. Yeah. Well, I, uh, (laughs) uh, my, uh, brother-in-law, uh, my wife's, uh, husband, my wife's sister's husband, um, he uh, put a thing on Facebook where he's like, you know, what is, the, what's your favorite like go to playlist right now for the coronavirus? And of course, everybody was doing stuff like the police don't stand so close to me, <laughs> you know, and 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 a lot of you know, uh, Michael Jackson beat it, you know, and and just lots of funny stuff about you know basically uh, REM into the world we know it and I feel fine right. that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why, but I was like, what about Weird Al Yankovic? He had to eat it because we're all eating while we're in, oh, trapped indoors. Yeah. I'm going to get the Chronication 15 myself. I'm trying to avoid it. <laughs> You're going to downgrade to the 15? That's right. Well, I'm trying. You know, we walk once or twice a day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the um, <laughs> What's funny is uh, I saw a thing yesterday. This guy had a post that said, uh, what if the what if the Corona 19 virus was necessary so that you didn't get the the uh, Corona 20, which is actually where zombies are made. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, see, I want to show about that right now, but it's a, it's an Asian TV series about the emperor and there was a virus and the emperor got the virus and now everybody's turning into zombies. And it's really about taking over and the queen's trying to take power. See, it's just, Holy like, crap. I know. Queen Elizabeth. No, she's uh, queen. Whoever she is in that emperor's time frame in China. Oh, okay. It was like a Japanese and Chinese thing, and if pay close attention because you got to read subtitles. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff that's made overseas, but the problem is, like when they put it on Netflix, they seem to only have like like two males and two females reading all the lines. Right. So you can't really determine who's who sometimes because it's the same voice, and you're like, come on. Just pay a little extra for an extra actor. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, how much more could it be? We're all bored. We're all at home. You can add somebody in. I mean, come on. Right. I'm not doing anything right now. I'll do it for literally a gift card to, to Amazon. I mean, come yeah. on. You know, I'm going to get like some things. I need like a microphone. So, I mean, there's a really cool series I've been watching. Um, they're getting ready to come out with season three. I don't know exactly when, but 
they're advertising. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> the show called Dark. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's it's like a German uh, show that uh, has to do with time travel. Oh, I'd like and that. It's all trapped. It, it's all tied into this town where there was a um, nuclear facility and a cave, and yeah. something about the kids go in the cave and they disappear. And then random people come out of the cave at different times. And you're like, what's going on here? And wow. then like kids go missing. But then all of a sudden these kids, these other kids are found out in public that are dead. And like they have oh. these burn marks around their eyes. And it's like, who is this kid? They have no idea who these kids are. There's no records or they can't find out who these kids are. But also they're missing kids. So they're like, I don't know what's going so, on. That sounds like an American show that was out. But I remember the name of it, like Resurrection or something crazy. This thing was crazy. Wow. And they've gotten uh, two seasons out. And Netflix? Basic, yeah. And and it's, uh, it's in German because, um, you know, they all have German type names or whatever. But also there are times where there's stuff written in print that's like German, you know, German writing. Um, but it's a crazy show. It's really fantastic. Um, I wish I could follow the, the characters better to understand who I'm looking at at times. Cause I'm like, wait, is that the girl that's this girl? Cause it's, <laughs> it's so interwoven. Um, it's just amazing. It's an amazingly well-written show. Oh. And at the end of season two, there was a holy crap moment where I literally jumped out of the couch and ran around the house screaming. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, though that was us. We watch uh, pandemic movies that aren't so great, but we watch them anyway. I watched this Korean one called Flu. And I, in the beginning, it was kind of silly and goofy, but by the end, I was so invested. But uh, the, little, the little person at the end was crying and stuff, and I'm, like, standing up and trying to help the baby. And my kid, we're all hollering at TV. And um, I know it couldn't hear me, but I felt better, and I know they understood what I was saying. And I know that's why the movie turned out the way it did in the end, because I was yelling at the TV. So I get what? it. It was you, like, you know, committing and, like, yeah, caring. Right. Yeah. Without, without you caring, I mean, did it really matter? I mean, you know, no, it you're the important part that tied it all together. I was. My, they heard me. I was loud enough. I project, you know. So I do the same thing. Emotions. Whenever it's one of those scary shows, and I'm like, look around, look behind you, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're too nice. They're the bad guy. <laughs> I have to stop myself once in a while because sometimes, sometimes it, the short the story is so good that you get wrapped up in it, and you think to yourself, "How are they going to get out of this one?" And sometimes my wife will say that out loud, and it'll bring me out of the situation, and I'll go, "Oh, because they have a um, script, and the, <laughs> and the director's right behind." We watched. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There was a show on HBO called True Detective. No, but I've heard of it. Okay, so Matthew McConaughey in my opinion, is uh, one of the worst actors in the world. Um, he's a beautiful man. Don't get me wrong. He's pretty to look at. But he's not <laughs> a good actor because in most stuff he plays, you never forget you're looking at Matthew McConaughey. Right. Until he did True Detective. Um, this was right about the time that he also did the Dallas Buyers Club and ended up winning the award for Dallas Buyers Club. I watched that, too. He did a great job of that. And, and there are moments in that that you do forget you're looking at a movie star. I mean, he does bring you into the story in that kind of way. True Detective is such a crazy story. It's based on a real story, um, but it's, uh, it's him and um, Woody Harrelson are basically cops who they uncover this, this 
horrific type murder scenario where they have to go undercover to figure out, you know, who's doing what and what's going on. And, and it's in the rural South. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, mystic and magic and stuff like that. This is after Katrina. So there's, you know, the, the voodoo lore of dead bodies and what it means and all this stuff. So there's a scene where he has to go undercover with a bike, with a biker gang and, he's in a drug deal that goes South really quickly in the hood mm-hmm. and the camera, they do this single camera follow thing where for a good 10 minutes, it is your heart's racing. The camera's following the action of, of him trying to avoid all this stuff going on and things are going off right and left. And Dolores was watching it with me and she, she was like, hit, she's like, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. And I was like, what? And I hit pause. She's like, Oh my God, I need a break. And I was like, what? <laughs> We were in the middle of watching it. And she was like, this is so intense. And I was like, I know, right? The, the way they shot it. I don't, Hold on a minute. <laughs> I can't imagine how many takes it took to get this shot the way they did it. But to even map it out of going, okay, this is what we're going to do. The camera's going to follow here, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she was, she and I both were sweating on the couch watching this. And I was wow. like, you know, the crazy part is, is at any moment someone goes cut and there's like donuts on the side and they go over and get craft services, you know, and right. And you're like, I don't even know how that happens. So that's crazy when they can really bring it in like that and they can all do yeah. a one take because one takes can't be easy. I mean, right. you know, that's a long shot. It's a long yeah. time to stay in character. Which um, I know there's those camera tricks. I mean, there was yeah. that movie with uh, Michael Keaton. I forget the name of it, where it supposedly followed a single camera the entire movie. Um, where he was the, what was it? Um, he was like a horse or flying horse or, fly, or, uh, oh. no, no, no. What, what was the one where he was, he had wings. I don't I know. know. People right now are listening to this going, dude, it's the thing that he won the award for. And I'm like, yeah, of course that one. You want a word for that? Uh, Mike, Michael Keaton. Michael. I don't know. He ran, he ran like a theater and there was a play going on and he was supposed to be the lead of the play. And at the very end, he like jumps out of the window and he has wings and it's the Birdman. Birdman. Isn't that? Yeah, Birdman. That sounds right. Birdman. Yeah. So the whole thing looks like it's one single camera that, that follows the entire length of the movie following them around. And there's no, there, there doesn't appear to be any breaks in the movie. Of course, I know this is done with like editing tricks, but... The camera, because the camera like goes through, you know, goes through a a tiny metal thing or through a doorknob or something like that. There's always a transitionary, you know, crazy film way that the camera follows the actors. And you're like, how did the camera get from there to there? Of course, it's, I know it's all tricks, but the way they shot it is supposed to be really phenomenal because it looks like that. Well, that was done just before this. So I'm sure if somebody was like, I worked on this project before, I can tell you how we did it. See, you know. yeah, so, so this is what we did, and this is going to be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen that. There's a new movie out, 1917, about World War One. <laughs> that was pretty I haven't cool. seen it, but I've heard that there's a lot of that in this. Yeah. A lot of good, the cinematography in it was pretty great. Did you watch it? Yes, we watched it. It was a pretty good movie, but the cinematography was pretty great. It doesn't look like a feel-good romp movie. It is not. <laughs> it was a whole lot of bad time going on. Trying to get a good mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like there's a whole lot of awful things that are happening all along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I went to watch. I think I visited Dad one time. We were watching The Revenant on his TV, Ugh. and 
the bear started attacking him and we had to pause it to go do something and we never got back to watching it. And I asked him later, I said, did you ever finish that movie? He goes, yeah. He goes, actually, that was the best thing that happened to him. It just got worse after that. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I went, oh, so I don't need to see that anymore. Okay, good. I'm glad glad you you jumped on that sword for me. I don't need to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like 19, yeah, you just know that that's a time when you're, it's raining and you're just feeling, want to feel all emo and you feel like, man, I'm feeling angry. I need to feel worse. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But the cinematography is super cool. I like how it was shot. It was really done. But yeah, that story. Mm. Well, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about uh, the Tiger King thing on oh. Netflix. <laughs> that, that was a dumpster fire. <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of feel the same way about that because I see it and I haven't watched it yet. I know a lot of people out there have watched it. I mean, it most is. of society's watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm avoiding it like the plague because it just looks awful. It's a, it's it's a nightmare in a dumpster fire in a in a you know crap. I mean, it's, it's animal abuse, it's drug abuse, it's, it's you awful. know yeah. mullets and mayhem. That's how they should have advertised it: mullets and mayhem. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. It was. I mean, like, how are these people not all dead or all in jail or in some situation and never get out again? I mean, it was. It's horrible. It's a horrible thing, and we watch every episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, some people see a train and they go, or a train wreck, and they go, "I want to watch that." I see a train wreck and I go, nah, "You can't unsee that." Let's just not even invite that into our brain. Yeah, you shouldn't. It's not classic. Um, not cool. Mm. Plus, a lot of those people look like people I grew up with, and it just is going to make me feel a certain way about it, you know? Yeah, maybe, because, yeah, I, I'm from the country, too, and, you know. <laughs> we grew up around mullets and mayhem, so, you know, it's it, like, hits a personal nerve. Yeah, well, it might. So I'm saying, you know, enter with caution and maybe drink before. Or um, during and, and after. And yes, and then then go take a shower. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to take a shower, yeah, because you're gonna feel really dirty afterwards. Right, you will. <laughs> yeah. Even if you watched it sober, you're gonna be like, Ugh. yeah. Then you're like, hold on, let me pause that. I'm going to need a drink to finish that one because it's uh, mm, yeah, it was something else. But we watched yeah. it, and yeah, it's it's uh, like eating a chicken wing that you dropped on the on the deck and nobody noticed it, so you brushed it off, and you forgot which one it was, and you ended up eating it later, and something crunched in your mouth, and you're like, wait. This is the trick one. Dang it. I ate the trick one. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah, not that that happened at all last night. Not. <laughs> no, don't, don't own up to that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, so anyway, uh, during this uh, quarantine time, um, we've all have been allowed to explore our inner workings of our house and look at walls that maybe we need to paint and projects that, that have gone awry and cobwebs that have suddenly grown larger than they appear in the window. And, uh, we're left to our own devices to kind of come up with something to do, something to keep our brains active. Yes. So I've been asking people, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself entertained and just not go crazy? Well, I am. Well, an are artist. you going crazy and, and accepting I the crazy. crazy? No, no, no. Because we have three <laughs> levels of crazy at our house. You know, our house. Okay. Sorry, we have first level, which is, we have the drawing room, as in that's where you go draw. That's my that's yeah. my uh, room. I'm an artist, so I can paint. I also play an instrument, so I can play music. And um, you know, I randomly call people and text people, make sure everybody's okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, mainly I oh, and I go meet up with some. I'm also a worship leader, 
So I meet up with a whole bunch of my friends sometimes, and we socially distance and worship. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're all in the same room, but we try really hard to stay about six feet apart, which is quite amusing if you're filming. Yeah. You know, because then you got to make sure that angle is real wide. You know, mm. fit five people in something like that's really hard. But you yeah. know, learning new, learning new music, learning new uh, like paint techniques. I'm about to go see what I can do with some wood real soon because, like, I like to build with my hands, make 3D art. So, but that oh, see, that's a good different turn. I thought you were going to go hang out with Todd. Well, you know, he actually has to work, and so I have to pretend to not bother him. Ah. Yeah, he's in the. He's actually <laughs> his office is in the garage. <laughs> really? Yes. He. We call it the dad den, though. So I mean, it's got a name, but mm-hmm. he's in the garage where all his dad stuff is, and he's got all his computer things, all his things he does for a job. And um, I try really hard to leave him alone. Much on the other side of my art closet, like my. <laughs> so we're pretty close. You might hear me sometimes being really loud. Well, he teaches now. Is that correct? Yes. He's actually um, working on a virtual classroom and some digital stuff for his students. Okay. Yeah. And so he has to do like conference calls and uh, with messenger team meetings or Microsoft team meetings. I don't know what they are. I got to find a, uh, I'm looking for creative ways. If anybody out there is listening, I'm looking for creative ways to do kind of what we're doing now, uh, but also have like people's faces on the screen maybe. Um, I downloaded Skype today just to kind of play around with it. Um, I haven't used it, although I just downloaded it. This thing is uh, the program I'm using right now. is called Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. I'm not exactly sure if this is going to work. We may do this whole episode and it may be gone, but I'm going to test it to see what happens, which is why I've got backups. I got got my video thing working on my um, iPad so it can pick up some volume. If I have to, I'll boost the sound way up or whatever. But I'm looking for creative ways to do this. My brother um, is a teacher as well. He teaches at high school level. um, And he's been coming up with creative ways to use Google because the kids have uh, Chromebooks. Right. So there's different – got to find out from him what he uses exactly. But there's different things that he uses to like video conference to the classroom. And he says there's a thing he can use where he can see all of the kids on his screen. Right. And they I know. can all interact. Yeah, my teacher friends are using uh, like Zoom meetings sometimes. She says they like yeah. it, but it works out well because a lot of them are uh, elementary kids. And so, you yeah. know, they're not all like, oh, no, it has to be perfect. They're just all glad to see all their little friends on the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but Zoom, like I've heard the limitations on Zoom is that you, you can only do 40 minutes and that's it. Yeah. Well, I heard that too, and we haven't tried it yet. Um, we were going to actually try to do it with uh, a bunch of my musician friends. We were going to try to do a virtual choir. But, I mean, oh, we cool. still need some time trying to get all that together, right? Because, you know, yeah. we're all in different parts of the uh, Hampton Rose area where I'm at. And so, yeah. but it just, uh, yeah, it, it's a limitation, 40 minutes. But I think for elementary school kids, it's just enough. Nobody needs to be on the computer 40 minutes anyway like that. In their yeah. Time. Well, and I would think also with kids, you got to come up with something where you're not exactly like calling their phones because you don't need everybody to have everybody's access to their phone numbers. But maybe email addresses is something that you could do. So that way you could at least link up together and it's not so invasive. Um, I did something with Alex the other night. Um, I was talking to him and or I was talking to my sister and then and then she somehow group called my brother and then he goes, hey, let's do the thing. He, He had me download this app called Hangouts. Oh. And 
literally it was it was really cool because I could look on my phone and it split the screen at the bottom where I could see both of them doing something. And I was like, oh, this probably has like like limitations if your if your technology isn't up to date or your internet isn't up to date. But it was really cool that we could see each other and interact with each other. I was like, oh, right. this is pretty cool. Right. Yeah, we do that. We we used to do the Facebook mess. Uh, it's almost like FaceTime, but it was through Facebook Messenger. We've done yeah. that with the kids when we were all apart for Christmas or whatever, which is amusing because it has like uh, filters. And so all the kids would put crazy filters on. <laughs> I was like, you shouldn't give us all this much power. They just shouldn't. <laughs> well, you know, I had something about that. Like during Christmas time, I don't know if you remember, they were advertising that everybody buy those little it was kind of like the the Amazon View things, the, mm-hmm. those little picture-looking things where you could interact with people. And they were doing it with, like, Facebook at one time with a device, and they were advertising it using uh, the Muppets with kids. Oh, yes, yeah. And I was like, how terrifying is that? I mean, right off the bat, my brain goes to, how could this be used in a horrible, horrible way? And you're telling kids, oh, you should have this. We totally want to see what you're doing all the time. And you should tell everybody what you're doing all the time. Right. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I was like, that's a horrible idea. Of course, now everybody's stuck indoors. Maybe they're the ones that are like, see, this is where we're using it. Ha ha. Yeah. Only time you'll ever use it. This next, uh, we're going we're gonna to speak life into the atmosphere the next, um, till the end of this month. Okay. We're speaking yeah. life. Here I am. I was putting, putting it out there. We're going to get out of here. End of this month. Right. Right. Well, and you and I were talking about like changes you have to do with your job and you were saying that, you know, being um, a worship leader, you're having to come up with new creative ways for everybody right. to kind of hang out and to also do all the side job stuff. Yes. Bird job. So, Woo. <laughs> so you, we were mentioning uh, um, having a funeral, a virtual funeral. Yes. Um, with uh, possibly streaming content to people's cars. They have like a drive up service maybe yeah, or like an FM transmitter. And then yeah. you can actually do it that way. And nobody could get in trouble that way, but everybody stay in the car. Then you can only hear them hollering from their cars. Ah! Sorry. It happens. But yeah, they, um, that would be hilarious. Then I could just leave the birds right out my sunroof. Yeah. You know, cause I release doves at the ceremony. It's, you know, the loved one going home with their friends. So, but that would be a very interesting way to do it. I don't know. As long as you don't feed them too much beforehand, because then everybody gets bird poop on their cars as they fly off. And then they'd be mad at me. It's true. Usually by the time they get to me in a service, they're all ready to go. They're all like, come on. And all the birds are out. Sometimes they stick around, but not normally. It'd be really bad if it was like a hot day and everybody had to run their AC really loud. Oh. I can't hear it. The AC is too loud. Yeah, and stay, oh man, we had one that they had a uh, a stereo. They had a PA system at the last one I was at, and that was that was, and they had like drums and keys and all the things. And I'm like, this is going to be a mess. This is going to be a hot mess. People gonna be here for hours. Cops are going to get called, which has <laughs> happened since this has started. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed near my car until it was my turn, just in case I, in case I needed to leave fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mentioned uh, on you know you and I were talking yesterday about it, and I was saying that. Maybe somebody could rent out like a drive-in theater and then people just drive up and they show like a mural, you know, video up on the big screen. Yeah. And everybody has, tunes in with their, their radios to listen to the eulogy, um, you know, something like that. But be smart, though. I really think that right now anybody who's thinking outside of the box is going to be the ones that make it through all this. Um, you know, restaurant owners and stuff like that are really having to 
start embracing the, you know, curbside delivery service, that kind of thing. They're putting their employees to work, driving stuff out to people and stuff like that. And, you know, I've noticed that even in convenience stores, um, they've gone through construction and have started to put up barriers between the people working behind the counter and the people working that are on the other side. And, um, you know, some of them are makeshift, you know, just plastic panels hanging from the ceiling, but some have actually built structures Right. plastic, you know, to keep people away. And it's like, I went into one yesterday uh, just to get a, a half gallon of milk and they had actually put up glass and had a cutout where you could go up underneath and you know, show them what you're buying. And I was like, wow, they built this in a hurry. Holy cow. You know. Yeah. The food line down in our area, they put out like a four by something, another piece of, uh, you know, uh, plastic but mm-hmm. it, it's not big enough to it to be effective. And they put like a sheet protector, like you put your notebook stuff in yeah. <laughs> over the, the did button thing where you put your card, like that's going to be real helpful for somebody that's saving everybody. Right. <laughs> like, can we, let's put a little more action in this. Let's try a little bit harder. <laughs> this, this may be where that Apple pay thing would have been really helpful. If you know, I've seen those commercials oh. where they have it on their watch and they just tap their watch to the thing and it pays it, I it on my phone. I use yeah. it. Yeah. I don't, I don't never, I've never used that. I do have the thing at Walmart that's got the, the Walmart pay where you just scan the little barcode and it it pays it automatically. Right. That's pretty cool. I dig that. Yeah, I do. Well, normally I can go to like uh, Trader Joe's. I can go to Target. I can go to all, I can't go to food line yet like that, but I mean, it's easier. Just press and scan. You don't have to touch anything. You just wave everything, drop in a bag, scan and out. I was talking to a, a guy the other day. He said that he there's an app that you can download for Sam's where you can, as you're walking around the store, you can scan the item. And then when you're done, you can just pay it over your phone and walk up to the front and just show the guy your your phone and it, he scans your phone wow. to the receipt. I was like, really? I was like, I hate standing in line. That would be awesome. I need to do that. Right. That is actually amazing. Why don't they do that at the grocery right now? That I know. That would be so handy. And, and then nobody's really promoting it. Nobody's really talking about it. No, I've never heard of it. So, yeah. But I tell you, you know, you're talking about the levels of of being cautious and what people can afford. Um, I went to the post office and they just had like, you know, the plastic that you buy whenever you're going to paint that you right. put on the ground. Uh-huh. They had sheets of this hanging from the ceiling when they had like, they had like taped washers to the bottom to hold them down so the wind <laughs> wouldn't blow them around. And basically you just, they have like cuts in the side where if you're mailing something, you just have to go around into the cut and hand it over to them. And I was like, okay, well, this is what you can afford, I guess, you know. It's the government. Um, I think they can have a little more uh, than that happen, huh? Yeah. Of course, you know, it makes you feel like you're at the DMV when you're there because they have somebody yelling at you as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah. They have have tape on on the floor, you know, stand on the tape. Don't come in the door. You stay outside. Of course, when they're outside, they're like all together because no one has any yeah, sense of There's nothing, Mark. Yeah. What are you going to make me do? Yeah. yeah. But then the other the other side of that is like I went to the dollar store the other day because I just needed a few odds and ends for Easter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to pay a lot. And I was like, everything here is a dollar. I went in there and <laughs> the ladies there had just taped a cardboard box in front of them. <laughs> so, so you... Put your stuff on the on the conveyor belt, and you just walk around to where you pay, and you slide the card in, and she puts the stuff in the bag, and you get your bags out on the other side. Dang, there's no way you don't have to talk to anybody, you don't have to look at anybody. I mean, you, you can hear over the thing. She goes, she goes, you having a good day? I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> wow. I saw you like three minutes ago. I don't know what you look like anymore, but yeah, yeah I'm doing fine. It's fine. It's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. All the things you have to do now, like everybody's supposed to be social distancing everywhere. Even in, in our neighborhoods, they're supposed to be doing it, but you'll see uh, like groups of families because this is a very family centric neighborhood that I live in all, all over the trails. And, you know, they're they're pretending to social distance, but not really. They're saying all your kids go with my kids and we all stay together. Let's that's our distancing. We're distancing from the children is what we're yeah. distancing from right now. <laughs> oh, it's extremely hard for kids if you think about how kids always, you know, play together. Right. And then now you're telling them, no, you can't play together. It's like, what? Right. I have a little girl that I usually play with across from my house and she's hollered at me at my balcony several times. Lisa, can you come over? I'm like, baby, I don't think I can right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's really creepy because, I mean, we were, with technology, we were sort of into a whole generation of kids who didn't know how to communicate with each other anyway. Right. And now we're telling them, no, 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 you need to stay further away from each other. It's like, what? Yeah. And that's sad. Now, yeah, right now they're all sneaking out here. I mean, at five o'clock, like all day, there's nobody outside. I mean, nobody. But by five o'clock, the whole neighborhood's like walking everywhere. And you're just saying, just, you know, do your best. Try not to get close to me. No, it doesn't work that way. Everybody's close to everybody. There's people fishing in the reservoir. I mean, like, you can see everybody doing everything close together. There's no distancing here. We all have it or we don't here. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Idiocracy? No. Okay, so this is a really horrible movie. It came out a long time ago. Um, I think it was uh, Luke Wilson. He he gets somehow stuck into a cryo chamber, and he wakes up several hundred years later, and the whole world has turned stupid um, because all of the really smart people uh, wanted to um, – As they show you like a brief history. All the smart people – wanted to get their careers in line before they went to have kids. And then they waited too long. So most of them either had one kid or no kids. Cause they were like, God, oh, this is too much trouble. I'm not gonna have any kids. And meanwhile, the people who are doing meth and, you know, going to tractor pulls all the time or mating with each other. And all they have is just dumb kids. And then every election is based off of popularity polls. So towards the end of it, Terry Cruz is, uh, he's a big giant muscular black dude. He, he, he's like a professional wrestler. Who's, who's the president of the, of the world. Oh, wow. They've elected him president of the world and he's got his shirt off and a big, you know, uh, like a WWE championship belt around his, his waist and he's shooting off fireworks everywhere and the whole world's gone crazy. Nobody leaves their house. They're all usually stuck to like a lazy boy. Um, wow. They got rid of water fountains and, and all they have in, in the water now is uh, is like Gatorade. Because they're like, they're like, this is much healthier than water. So that's all they're drinking. And they're all just like slovenly and dumb. And, and it's just, it's so terrifying because it's like, oh, I can see how you get there. Oh, yeah. This didn't take a whole lot of, I mean, but back then it was like, this will never happen. But then, you know, 10 years later or, 20, or however long it's been, you, you watch it now and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. we're, we're on that path. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And now nope. we're social distancing, but you know, there's like idiots out there are going to be like, I ain't afraid of no Rona. And they're out there having kids, you know. Listen, don't talk about me that way. Like, I, <laughs> I heard the reflection, you know, that's me. I mean, like, Listen, I my people. Because <laughs> I went to the beach with five friends to look for fossils, but I was on a private beach. I thought it was okay. Then he says Monday, no, sorry. People were at the beach. So now we're just shutting down all of Virginia. I'm sorry, Virginia. I'm oh. sorry. 
Virginia used to be for lovers. Now it's for shut-ins. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's Our governor was the well, like one of the last ones to be on board. He was like, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> he kept having these press conferences where he's like, I mean, I guess, you know, just, just y'all stay away from each other a little bit. <laughs> not, not ours. I was just like, we're going to send the cops after you. And, um, and we're going to, ch- if you're not looking like you're going somewhere you need to be like, well, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to take it. You're going to get a mis- There's something going to happen to you. Of I wonder if it's going to be a thing where eventually um, we all, get to a point where we're going to go crazy and just break the law anyway and go out and visit each other and say bygones be bygones. We're going to see what happens. Or Uh, if we're going to go the other direction and we're just going to distance ourselves from each other so much that one day there'll be a book written about, and that was when society ended. uh, You know, and it's a fine line. It's a very fine line. Nervous. It makes me, I don't, I can't, I don't like being inside. I don't like, being home all the time. Like I work from home and, you know, like I say, I do my chords and my music and my worship stuff at home. I'm going to a funeral tomorrow, which I'm very interested to know how many people are actually going to be there because like I said, <laughs> they will call the cops on you if you have more than 10. <laughs> and, um, cause it happens. And, and if you're elderly, you're more susceptible. If you're right. immunosuppressive, you're more susceptible. So Right. And so I'm sitting here going, oh, no, <laughs> put this <Yeah>. job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if YouTube might get on the bo- on the uh, on the boat of funerals and be like, listen, you know, you guys can't get out. We're going to have a YouTube uh, funeral. That way, at least they can monetize it, you know, and make some money off of grandpa's death. Well, see, that would be the smart thing to do right now. I don't think anybody's thought of that. I think it would be much better to do virtual stuff like that. Well, I know I know. my dad's told me that he doesn't want to be buried. He wants to be cremated. And right. he wants his ashes, like, scattered in a body of water or whatever's nearby. And, you like know, a, I mean that. Is that a puddle? Or a, what if there's, like, a gallon jug of water nearby? Well, he likes moving water. I mean, he'd prefer oh. that, that river that's in front of his house in Maine. Oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> And I mentioned that to my wife. I was like, you know, dad wants this. And she goes, I think there's laws against that. And I went, laws? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what? what are they going to find me? I was like, they, they got to find out first. I mean, I am going to YouTube it. But still, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he would prefer it that way. I'm just saying. Right. No, I get it. I understand. Me, like I said, I don't need a funeral. Just have a party. Just bury me yeah. in have a party because you know what I want to have lived a good enough life where you want to celebrate me not a sad enough life that you want to cry yeah I'm, I'm hoping that I do enough crap along the way that you're not going to want to get together at the end and continue to talk about me I mean just go on move on do your thing yeah live your on. life party on they're gone yeah live your life have a good time yeah you and- get one shot at this I had three sons and I told all three of them I said you got one shot at this just do it. Do what you want. Do what makes you happy. You know, go after it. Live your life. At yeah. the end of the day, you're the only person that has to answer to you. I mean, but the question is, can you look at yourself in the mirror? I mean, that's right. That's, that's the thing. Action is a consequence. So think it through, and then do do your own thing. Just remember yeah. that. I tried to tell them when they were young because they were at times they were dating wild women, and I told them I said, "Listen, wild is a lot of fun until your stuff's on fire." And they didn't understand what that meant until later when their stuff was on fire. And of course, that always takes different shapes, but it always has the same result of regret. Right. But, um, but you know, they're learning and they're growing and whatnot and all that fun jazz. 
that's what they'll do. And you just kind of have to the point now where you just have to let them. And you're just like, man, but I see that that's a really bad choice, but they're grown. You can't. There was a way to like nerf young men uh, until they're 25 to where they can't have kids until they're 25. Cause I mean, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. Right. It would be lovely if we could do something like that. Just, you know, just be careful. Of course, then you'd also end up furthering the movie idiocracy where, they're waiting too late in life to have kids and only the people who are dummies are out having kids. So I don't know. Maybe that's all an, an idiot's idea. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> so what do you think travel is going to be like when this is over? I mean, once everybody's allowed to go out and do things again, do you think people are going to fly to Vegas and New York again to like, you know, visit the places they miss? Or do you think it's going to be, you know, the cruise industry is going to bounce back or Disney or, you know, what do you think? I think Disney will bounce back for sure. Cause everybody likes a good fantasy. Yeah, I don't you? know about New York. They're showing a New York show in so. their tail a little bit. And so, She's um, gone. you know, look, I, I don't know. It just seems like I, I don't know. Maybe they will. Oh, I would, there you are. New York. I would, Vegas could be fun. That's like grown up Disneyland. Yeah. I could see anything that would be more of a, uh, a diversion, like a, a complete opposite of what you're having to deal with now, which is complete isolation, desolation, hysteria in the media, crazy people going, oh, we're all going to die to something like that will take your mind completely off of it. That, well, you know? Yeah, but it also, like, is it going to be, do you think it'll be something where we get like a, like a cure? So we all get, you know, immunized and then all of a sudden we can embrace each other again and go back into the full lifestyle of crowds and, and hanging out or is it going to be one of those things where you're like, I think I'm just going to go to see the Grand Canyon this year. Uh, I, I think it's going to be more like that. Like, I mean, I think the cruise industry will come back because people like cruises. Um, Vegas, of course is Vegas. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Disneyland and or Disney world, whatever it is. I think places like that, I think will be okay. Yeah, But I think you'll see, people doing less frivolous travel. Yeah. Like, hey, let's just go to New York for a week and go hang out. Let's just go shopping. No, that will be like that, I don't think. Yeah. Sporting yeah. events, I don't, I don't know about sporting events. Uh, I think, I think. I mean, obviously, the industry will be fine, I think. But as far as filling stadiums again, I think that might take a little while. Because I don't, I don't think they're going to come up with a cure right away. I don't think it's going to be like a month from now. They're like, hey, guess what? We got the cure for it. Well, yeah. I think I think you're underestimating the power of alcohol and uh, tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, alcohol but, always makes your decisions seem like a better idea until it is. As I said, we were watching uh, Tiger King. Alcohol made it a better decision. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think cocaine had a lot to do with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Meth, I heard, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were those were not sober decisions at all. <laughs> that was a hot mess. But no, I think yeah, I, I think it'll it's going to have to be a it's going to have to be a cure in order for those things to recover. I mean, I can't imagine how companies like Disney and these cruise industries are going to survive. Even Vegas. I mean, granted, Vegas has money. They're built on money. They're well, they're built on losers. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But right now, they can't have people in their casinos. So I mean, yeah. Is that going to push the legalized gambling online thing a little further? Just, I'm sure they'll grease the right palms they have to to make that happen. But, you know, I know in a way they sort of have using offshore ability with like different countries having it online. 
Um, but I mean, those buildings cost money. The electricity costs money. The, the having the, the water fountains cost money. I mean, all those things cost money and it, it, it takes people to do that. Yeah. I just don't think there's going to be a cure. This thing It's going to be like the flu or anything else that's going to be seasonal and you just get your flu shot which is a protection, but doesn't mean you're going to guarantee you're not going to get it, you know, kind of thing. That's what yeah. I, it's because I mean, it's a coronavirus. It's something like the cold comes back seasonally. You know what I mean? Like the flu, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no cure for it. There's just things that can help you that are preventatives from it. And I think that, that we need to start thinking of it more like that and wrap our heads around. This is just not, we just should have considered this something so horrible and um, used more caution and common sense. And let's stop freaking everybody out. Let's start looking for cures and see what can we do to help one another stay safe and healthy and clean. And you know what I mean? You know, the funny part is, is like when the flu vaccines were available, I avoided them. I mean, I had to get them when I was in the Marine Corps, but I also got a lot of shots in the Marine Corps that I'm sure makes me like visible from space and, (laughs) you know, can, can ward off vampires and stuff like that. Um, they just, they just shoot your, both your arms and both your buttocks with stuff all the time. And you're just like, okay, I guess I'm having that now. Um, I mean, I had, I had two kids when I was in the Marine Corps and when I, I was only in for four years, but when I got out, like I got them in school and stuff. And, and every once in a while I'd ask the school, I was like, you know, should I get them immunized? And they were like, I don't know, go down to the health department and find out. And I would go down there and they go, no, they're good till they're 30. And I was like, what? They got, they got these special cocktails that you got in the military. They don't need anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So I told them, I said, when you turn 30, go back up and get a tetanus shot and just see if there's anything else that needs to be updated. But, you know, since I got out, I've, I've avoided getting the flu vaccine because every year that I got it, I would get like a mild case of the flu. And I was like, I don't want to feel like that because I'm pretty healthy. I don't get it otherwise. Right. We don't. This is going to be, this is different. I mean, this this is going to be something that you're going to be like, I have to get this because this is not that it'll hurt me. But right. it could hurt my mom, who's you know immunocompromised. Right. So the ones I watch, they they have one of them has asthma, and the others have like a little uh, I don't know what it's called, but they have a lot of allergies that make them a little immunocompromised too. So yeah, I would do it because I watch them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is, I think this is the moment where the um, <clears throat> all the crazy liberal moms who are anti-vaxxers are going to be like, okay, maybe we should get this one. Yeah, th- yeah. Who needs a chicken pox shot? But this one maybe so. Yeah. Right, right. Measles? What's that? You know. Yeah. Mumps? Nah, that's not. That's not real. Yeah, we don't do that. But here, maybe we should have a special batch for them. Maybe there's a way to like identify them. Just go ahead and give them everything at one time. Right. I mean, it'd be better for the world. Yeah, this is a little much. This is crazy. This is like, I don't know. It needs to hurry up and get back together. Like. We need to go swimming in the summer and hang out with people and have barbecues yeah. and how, you know what I mean? That's like, you live for that stuff. And now what are you going to do? Cause I mean, there's only so much I can do on my deck, you know, <laughs> we're trying yeah, to get no there right now. <laughs> you can order one of those little Walmart, you know, plastic swimming pools, put on the back porch and go, here we are doing laps. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We have a friend, uh, uh, my wife's made a friend of this couple, uh, Dan and Lori, who have a pool in their backyard and they're, they'll invite us over once in a while and they're like, you guys come over and we'll, we'll sit really far apart and stuff. But I'm like, 
yeah, but I'm going to get in the pool. Like, when's the pool going to be ready? <laughs> and see, and we had a taste of that yesterday. Like, the past few days, it's been in the low 80s here. We're like, man, that pool is going to be so awesome this summer. And then we're like, oh, wait, we're on lockdown till June 10 here in Virginia. Dang, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've invited people over to do the podcast here, and, and they're like, yeah, but am I going to get in trouble for being out in public? And I was like, no, just tell them you're going to work. Yeah, you go. Todd, Todd's leaving now. He's out. Bye, Todd. Bye, Todd. Go eat your lunch. He's got to have lunch now. <laughs> lunch break. Yeah, it's his lunch break. He was. Uh, he came to goof off. Listen, baby. Oh. Yeah, he's um. Yeah. Came to the right place. Yeah, he's got to go to second level of quarantine in this house. Level two is the main floor. <laughs> level two. That's right. He's got to go to level two quarantine to go get the food. Yeah, you should have like different lighting for each level. That way, they, there's like a different warning level. It's like blue and orange and red at the very top. Yeah, you know? the third floor. That's where all the sleeping quarters are, right? So we had to have blue lights up there to keep it real chill. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Yeah, that's where my third kid is. She's up there having uh, doing college stuff because all college is digital and online, and which is weird when you're an art major and you're doing art classes. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. It makes me wonder, though, you know, every time there's something that's catastrophic, there's a lot of innovation that comes out of it. And it makes me wonder if right now there's kids that are like really good at science that are going, you know what? I should be a a virologist and figure out how to fight viruses. That would be awesome. We need those guys. Absolutely. Right now, nobody knows what to do. I mean, you know, we were kids like nerds were like, you know, really dumb and dorky. And now nerds are the the new sexy cool. You're like, wait, you're a virologist? No way. Tell me about that. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but when we were growing up, you're just like, you do what for a living? Uh, (laughs) You you work on computers? Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Computers. uh. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we all geek out if we figure out how to make a new app work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's me not right even, now. Like, not even fine. the creation of one. If we knew somebody that created apps, we'd be like, wait, how are you doing that witchcraft? Right? Exactly. And that's what we need right now. I Absolutely. need that. So yeah. I'm looking for I'm looking for uh anybody creating apps out there. I'm looking for an app that I can do audio and run through my mixer board and all that fun stuff for podcasting. So if anybody out there is listening, I know my buddy Jeff Veely listens to this once in a while. He's a, he's a computer expert. Uh, of course his technology is more geared towards cyber security. Um, but if he's listening, Jeff, if you know anybody, uh, send him my way, dude. Yeah. I was going to say, I bet he might know somebody. Yeah. I'm looking for stuff like that too. I'm looking for, like you say, to be able to put together like the virtual choir or the virtual band right now. Cause I see a lot of it done, but I mean, these are folks with money and they're professionals and they know what's up. And I need it a little bit easier than that. I need people yeah. with laggy internet to be able to use it too. You know, like my baby lives in the country and his internet is on a hot spot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I need him to be able to get on too. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do if you live out in the country where you don't really have access to the internet that well? Right. And so that's what do you do? Like we try to do this thing where we each recorded parts, like the guitarist did his part. And so I ran the guitar part through my ears and sang with it. But it's hard to do when you're the lead singer, but you're not playing the guitar Mm. uh, because there's no click track. Click keeps you on tempo, you know, Mm -hmm. 
And so nobody had a click track because the drums hadn't been done yet. And the drums can't do anything till they hear how the singer's singing the songs. And usually that really affects the guitarist as well. And it's so much easier if you can all be in the same place so you can kind of see where everybody's going, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's it would be really cool if we could make that a lot easier for people like me who are just starting this thing out, you know, because I'm used to being with all my people when we're going to do something. Hey, we're getting together on this time. We're putting all this music together, you know. It's much easier. Uh, well, what you think about, like, like when we were growing up, there was a band called ELO, and I didn't learn till later that it was just one guy playing all the instruments and singing all the vocals himself. Really? He did I, all of it himself. He knew how to play everything. He knew what he wanted to do, so he created it himself. And he's like a sound engineer guy who was just like really good at singing and playing instruments. And he was like, "Wait a second, I got an idea for a song." And like he did all of his own music and sang all the parts and everything. And then whenever he realized that there was more money to be made, if he went on the road, he had to like hire a band and teach them the music and stuff. <laughs> so was it like he had a good idea and he goes, self, I had this song. Oh, really? Yeah. So, would you get some lyrics for that? I got a drum. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But this guy did it back in the, in the seventies. I mean, by himself. And see, you know. that's crazy. Like yeah. we you know, we saw once somebody do that. My one of my friends sent me this dude. He was playing his own. He was playing the ukulele and he was playing the guitar and he was playing xylophones. He was doing the thing himself and he put this thing together. Seemed great. Like oh yeah, we can do that. No, because the dude was himself. It makes it easier because he knows where he's going because he sang it and he knows where he's going because he played it. He oh, knows yeah. because he put it all together. He can change. He can change it anytime he wants. He can do his own oh. loops. He can do his own background. You know, especially well, with technology nowadays, you can play it back. Yeah, and so see, you know what you're doing as opposed to trying to put all that together with uh, like five other with five people like you and four other folks, and then you're yeah. under, you're sending the parts off one at a time. You're like, huh, this is gonna take forever. <laughs> there was a guy that my um my youngest boy he was watching YouTube one day and he was like, Dad, check this out, and it was a guy who. He split his screen on YouTube into like four different parts and he was harmonizing with himself on a song and he was like doing the different tones, the baritone, the tenor, the, you know, all the ones in between and, and, and came up with like a, like a song where he was like making the, the sound of the, of the, yeah, the rhythm, stuff. yeah, all acapella, but it was like, it was like he was a barbershop quartet with himself. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know that could be. I don't know if that'd be easier or hard. I haven't tried that yet. Hey, I'm on Corona. The idea of it makes me crazy. I was like, how did he do this? Like I was trying to like reverse engineer it in my brain and go, did he come up with the idea first or was he just, you know, did he shift? I know he had to shoot himself multiple times doing the thing over and over and over and over and going, Nope, I got the timing wrong. Nope. This isn't right. Nope. the that's yeah, the part. This part does. You listen to it because I'm sure he's listening to himself in his ears. Like I can listen to myself and harmonize with myself if I listen to myself sing because I'll do yeah. it to people parts. And um, but if you're if you're lag in when you're recording and what's going on, you know, in your ears and you don't get it all quite the same, it could be like a hair oh, yeah. off and it's slightly weird. And then there's a whole lot of adjustment goes on in there, the mixing. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ed Sheeran did that a few years ago. He came out with a song where it sounded like there was a whole group behind him singing. And then it came out later, they they showed the behind the scenes of how he did it. And he recorded himself singing it like 50 different times using different octaves and different vocals. And it was like, what? He did what? (laughs) He just layered it on top of each other to where it sounded like he was singing to the whole group of people. 
He's got cool stuff. He's at Sharon. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking into trying to find her microphone that I can afford right now. So I can like do some stuff like that. But what I got kind of a microphone, like a USB microphone. Yeah. Well, I was looking at, uh, there's like a Scarlet bundle, a Scarlet mic. And it has a audio interface. That's got two channels and, um, it's got earphones come with it. And it's like mm-hmm. 50 to 60. Scarlet's a great, great, uh, thing. Cause they're, uh, what's focus, right. Is the, uh, brand I think, mm-hmm. um, and it comes with Pro Tools um, first, which is the open source, the free one. So it, it makes it easier to mix it all. But it seemed like it would be great. And um, I'd like to be able to do something like that because I want to – if I'm stuck here, I want to be able to do some music. Like I want – this whole week I've wanted to put out some stuff, but I only have, uh, like I said, my iPad, my iPhone, my desktop. <laughs> you know, I don't have yeah. a mobile. And I, I'd like to be able to um, – hook my guitar up separate so I can be able to control the sound of it. Cause it can be louder, you know, sit down and vote with vocals. So I want to be yeah. able to control both channels of, uh, sound. Yeah. I, um, I've been, I think I got started with just a USB mic that I plugged into the side of my computer mm-hmm. and it was fine in the beginning. Um, but over time you go, eh, this doesn't quite sound like I want it to. Right. So you kind of want to upgrade. Um, the first mixer board I bought, I got on Amazon. I think it was like 50 bucks. And then the microphone that I got was like $25. And this is the same microphone I'm using now. It's just an XLR micro- microphone made right. by Behringer. But the sound quality is really good. And I like it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the mixer board worked great for a long time. Um, and I wanted to upgrade because I wanted more XLR outs or ins. Right. Um, I knew I wanted to do a group one, kind of like I've got it set up now so that four people could do could do one together. Mm-hmm. So I upgraded to a bigger board. And when I did, I sold my old board to a friend of mine um, and he's using it. And I mean, it's it's good equipment. It's easy to use. It's easy to figure out. The only thing I wish that would work better is if there was like a like an like an easier phone access. Cause you and I tried to do that earlier. Right. We tied the phone into the mixer board and it's just, there's nothing really easy about tying a phone into it as, as much as the technology seems like it would work. It doesn't quite go compatible like it should. Right. So, but I'm sure it's one of those things where if I, if I would spend just a few more hundred hours looking at YouTube videos, I could find someone out there that's got a video that's like, that's all you got to do. And I'm like, Oh, duh. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. I just, yeah. So yeah, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Something too simple, cheap that I can start with doing, but I can be able to record, uh, record two tracks, my guitar and my, or my ukulele or, you know, whatever. And my vocals. So yeah. like just do something like that. Cause you know, yeah, like you were talking about, you found the kit together that automatically has all the stuff you need. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm, I'm looking at that. I've got to figure out how I'm going to afford that. I need to like three funerals, but we are a dry well right now. Yeah. So I have one tomorrow, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> the weird thing is, is I, I work for a food distribution company and while our hours have been cut back a lot, um, as well as our pay, um, we have had a weird situation happen where they've needed to get rid of some food that's, you know, the, the dates are coming up on them. So they're like, Hey, we're selling some food at a discounted price. If you guys want to come back later and pick it up. So we have certain days of the week that we can go in there and buy stuff. And it's, it seems strange to spend money right now at a time when our money's going down, but it's like, yeah, I'm doing the math and it's like half the cost of what I can get this for at the store. So 
let's go ahead and get it and cut it up and put it in the freezer and put them in freezer bags. And at least then we'll at least have some food here, you know. Right. In case, you know, that goes astray too. And then you have, you know, the purge going on in the streets or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's spend the head. <laughs> yeah. No. And so yeah. Yeah, I almost talked myself into it almost, uh, but it's still, I've got to decide, do I want to do it? You know, I'm like, oh, but I think it would be really advantageous even in the future when I'm wanting to introduce new songs to my team and I could already have it all mapped out for them and they could hear me play it. And I could even I'd throw the vocals in. Like you, like you said, I can layer vocals yeah. and harmonize with myself and show them well, what I need And every to time do. I go to, to buy something, I always have that second thought of going, wait, am I just, am I just too dumb that I haven't figured out how to use the equipment I already have? Right. You know, cause I keep, I keep looking at, I mean, I've got a MacBook, so I'm always using uh garage band and, mm-hmm. I swear, I constantly find new stuff GarageBand does where I'm like, oh, I had no idea it could do that. Right. And so and you're I mean, like, Yeah, and, and people are making apps all the time and programs you can use, you know, and, and you're just like, oh, I didn't know this was even out there. Yeah, and so you just, you know, but that's where I'm at. I'm trying to figure it out, but I want to do that because I think it would be, I do think it would be advantageous in the future, but I've got to talk myself into it because it seems like I'm treating myself when I spend up, spend too much you know, over a limit, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I really think it'd be good though. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, my dad and Todd's mom up there uh, in Maine where it's snowing today? I'm a little concerned for everybody up there because there's no power. I haven't heard there's this power yet. I know this morning, my, uh, oldest son who's in Maine too, he doesn't have power. And when he doesn't have power, he doesn't have, uh, water either. Oh. So, yeah, but they have a gas stove, so they said they've turned on their oven, so they keep the place warm, and they have a lot of water. They had already prepared to have a lot of water ahead of time because of uh, the coronavirus, right? So they yeah. said, oh, we're fine. It's just like camping. But, you know, that's your baby. Yeah. But, and, but he's so smart that he's he smart. out of control, and so I need to sit my mama heart down and say, you got this big man. But yeah. your, my, um, our parents, I think, Richard is the most resourceful dude I've ever met. He is so creative. Yeah. He's such an out-of-the-box thinker. He doesn't think like anybody that I know. And I absolutely love it. So yeah, the, right now, you know, the funny part was that first year he bought that house, he he called me and he said, so I bought this rundown house and it's air comes through it, the roof's <laughs> leaking, the floor sagging, the plumbing doesn't work, the electric doesn't work. Um, I've got a little bit of money. I think I could build a garage or I could fix the roof. And I went, well, it's going to be a lot easier to live if you just fix the roof. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I could do the garage. And I went, Hey man, do whatever you want. <laughs> You're the dad. Yeah. You, you, you can do whatever you want. But he, yeah, he constantly comes up with new creative ways to pretty much look and do everything. And yeah. I think that's inherent. I think that comes from, from his dad and from his dad's dad. Right. Um, I have a little bit of that, not as much, but, but yeah, almost any problem he looks at now, he, he has this thing in his brain that kind of goes off and goes, I, I can figure that out. I got something I could do with that. Yeah. yeah. And that's moment, I absolutely adore it. When he does something, I'm like, look at him, look at him figuring that out in a way nobody thought of. <laughs> yeah. He's exactly I, I think Richard is one of the smartest folks around. Like he thinks like nobody that I know. And I, I love out of the box thinkers. I just think it's amazing. And he's really, he and, uh, he and Trish really have a, a far out relationship. I mean, I oh, just, yeah. I, 
love now that they're both when they're together. It's like the wonder twin powers activate, you know, yep. I just neat. I think they're a neat couple. I, 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 I have something is super cool. You know, Wednesday I had the day off and he, he texts me. He's like, are you up? And I, I was like, yeah, he goes, he goes, can we talk about cameras? <laughs> so I called him and we were, we were talking about cameras and he was telling me he just got a new camera and he was like, Oh man, this thing's so cool. And he was telling me all about it. And, and, uh, he says, man, we're having a great time up here. He said, you know, it was kind of weird leaving Georgia as early as we did. He said, but I'm so glad we're back here now. He said, you know, Trisha has got this design for making people face masks during this coronavirus thing. And she's up in her sewing room and she's so happy. She's got music playing and she's just sewing away. He said, and I'm out in the garage and I'm tinkering around with engines and, you know, cleaning up the garage a little bit and getting, you know, neighbors are dropping off stuff to fix. And he said, man, we just, we're just having such a good time. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, oh, by the way, did I tell you, Charlie's getting a sister. And I went, what? It's a girl? Yeah. They're getting a a rescue dog from Texas. Um, That's a, it's a younger female dog that is going to be fixed. So there's not going to be puppies. Um, all but right. they're getting a, a mixed Dotson with something else dog that's supposed to have longer legs. So well, is it it'll just be interesting. A company or um just an idea? It, it's happening. It's it's on the way. That's cool though. Good for them. He was explaining that up there where they live that small dogs are really hard to come by. But in Texas, they're all over the place. And so they reached out to this place that does rescue dogs. And this is a rescue dog. Apparently, this dog had mange uh, in puppies when it was very young. And this shelter place took care of the dog and nursed it back to health. And and it's up for adoption. And so they got it. And now there's some kind of program where they're going to, somebody's driving the dog to them. That's crazy. From Texas to Maine. From Texas, Yeah. That's wild. It is wild. I don't know. And I was looking at a dog. Not that I'm going to get a dog. I want a dog, but Todd won't let me have a dog. Todd says we don't need a dog. I'm like, we need a dog, but Todd's the big daddy. So I have to listen sometimes because he's more even keeled than I am. He's, I'm a little flightier. It's true. The voice of reason. Yeah. You know, or he's the the buzzkill. It's one of those two. He's, um, he's, he's the one that just keeps everybody even keeled. He keeps yeah. everybody straight. He's the common sense for the vast majority of our relationship. Cause I can fly off on any creative handle at any point. Okay. Um, but he, uh, but yeah, and I know we don't need it. We have like two flights of stairs and, and we have beautiful hardwoods and I don't know, it's really lovely here, but we have these beautiful nature trails and what if I need a dog? But yeah, I was looking at one that was like over a hundred miles away. I was like, man, that's just too far to get a dog. See, it's holding me back. It's hey, hold- here's an idea. you you live in a neighborhood where people live pretty close together, right? Mm-hmm. What yep. about what about being a dog walker? Well, I'm almost there. I would do like that. You got some free time. You go by and pick up the neighbor's dog, take him for a walk. You have fun with the dog. You get to play with the dogs. You take them back to the dogs, the dog owners, and then you don't have to deal with the dogs anymore until the, whenever they get into need to be walked again. And you get paid for it. Mm. And yeah, I get paid for it. You just said a big thing there. Then I could get that microphone. Little little side hustle money. Then you got your money for your microphone. Then you're doing work for Jesus again. And then it's all back on track, man. 
I get an amen? Can I get it? <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, look at that. The Holy Spirit was speaking through you just now. He you said, can just call the business Walking Dogs for Jesus. That's right. That's right. Walking Dogs <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I never. The holy Walkers. <laughs> that's right. See, we, you know, I'm not a holy roller. I'm a holy walker. So, oh, yeah. 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 You know, there are a million dogs in this neighborhood, too. Yeah. I should put that out. There's a lot of people that are busy at work, and they don't have the time to go out and walk their dog. But, man, it would be good if somebody come by and just let them out the house once a day so they can do their little running around. Man, and I know just the happy person that could do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Four, leg, four legs to Jesus. Come on now. Come on now. We're going to come up with a name before we're done with this. <laughs> that's right. Four legs and halo. That's me. Woo, let's go. Four legs and halo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, that's kind of a good idea. I kind of like that. <laughs> then I'm I just saying, you can put it out there. They, nowadays, they have that neighborhood thing that people are downloading on their on their Facebook app, you know, that they can communicate with their neighbors. And you just be like, hey, listen, I know some of you guys are real busy, and I don't mind, you know, Walking your dog. <laughs> I was going to go for a walk anyway, but I thought, hey, what if I take your dog for a walk? <laughs> your dog likes me. I saw him bark at me the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know he's interested. He, he, he's got that look in his eye. <laughs> That's right. He was like, when you were passing me on that, yeah, he was like, hey, Lise, what's up? What you doing over there? <laughs> I speak dog. Y'all don't know this, but I speak dog. That's right. He was telling me he wanted me to take a fork. He wanted you to take the load off. It's yeah, all about it's all about raising your voice a little bit and doing the baby talk. You know, the who's who's the good puppy? Who's the good? I'm good at that. Let me tell you. Yeah, you gotta have the special dog voice. That's all it takes. Yeah. See, I, I'm very animated. Dogs like animation. I'm loud. <laughs> I'm silly. I'm in it. I'm the one. Yeah. Yep. That's a great idea. See, thinking outside the box. We're, we're problem solvers, baby. Yes, we are. That's, that's oh, man. That makes me want to be happy. <laughs> All right, folks, you heard it here first. If you, if you live in Lisa's neighborhood, look her up to walk your dog. That's right. She's ready. She's ready to go. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah. That's funny. That would be a mess. That would be that, fun. That could be a real thing. I know. That's why I'm seriously going. I wrote it down. Okay, good. See, I wrote six things down so far that you said. Listen, there's a whole lot of poo-poo in this world that people are just all down on each other. And, oh, no, the sky is falling. It's all going to come to an end. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's think outside the box here. How could this? How could we spin this sucker around and have a good time? That's right. Well, that's what I'm looking for. You know, I, I'm, I'm cross-stitching. <laughs> that's something new that I haven't done in a long time. So... Mm. Yeah. So see, that's something I'm trying to throw something new and interesting in that can keep my mind focused for a little while. Because yeah. the thing I need is focus. Mm. I know. And you can't tell my ADHD is strong. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying. No, no, you, were, you were saying the word focus, and I was thinking about how to draw that as a science fiction picture. I don't know. Draw my, drawing my focus through my mind's eye. It's right mm-hmm. there. Pointing at yeah. it. And you can see it because you're I using I got this weird thing in my brain where I, I've got a, I've got a podcast and I've got a, I've got a name for it and I've got a website and all that fun stuff, the stuff I heard.com. Mm-hmm. And I've been making t-shirts. I've, I've made a design that looks like an alien head. It's just a microphone and a, and a set of headphones, um, which I want to send you guys a t-shirt as well. Um, oh, cool. 
because I'm adding people to the fans and guests page on the website and then linking them whenever I do podcasts with them. So that way people can click on it and go, oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, cool. You know, Man, they're um, super awesome. They'll look at us and go, wow, they're amazing. But I'm, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, here's that. Um, they're going to be like, he is so humble. God, I just can't what, believe right? how humble he is, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, so I got this idea for a t-shirt and uh, maybe I need to talk to you off camera about that. But anyway, um, there's a, there's a, there's a company uh, called Store Frontier where literally you can come up with a design and send them the design as an idea for a t-shirt and then promote it. And if it sells, like you set your price point, you set your colors, all that stuff. You put it up for sale, you sell it, and if it sells, you split the profits with the company. Ooh. So it's basically an artist's dream of whatever you can dream up. If you think you can make a t-shirt that's going to sell, here's an opportunity. That's good to know. Yeah. I, you know, I know people who, uh, who can graphic design and paint and make things. Yeah. And they're related to me, and one of them is me. <laughs> it just so happens I know who that person is because they're wearing my clothes. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing, she's wearing a stripy shirt. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see her right now, but I can because she's wearing it right in front of me. That's right. So <laughs> I I'm my eye socket. Yeah, she's great. I, I know yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, I, I think uh I caught people off guard a long time ago. I did a, a, a YouTube video about um, how to turn your hot water heater up. And in it, I problem solved how to do it shortly before I hit record on my phone to record it. And I said oh. something to the point of, I said to myself, self, because that's what I call myself. I said, self, this is blah, blah, blah. And people write me all the time and go, that's hilarious. And I was like, I wasn't trying to be hilarious. That's kind of how I talked with my kids, you know, this right. uh, system <laughs> of the craziness or whatever, but it just happened. But, uh, but Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I heard it somewhere. Maybe I repeated it. I don't know. Self, but, I said self. <laughs> and I said, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to listen to myself. Wait, yeah. It's all we got right now, man. It's all we got. Yeah. It's busy in my house. So, I got me. And then everybody comes together. And they're still quiet. And then there's me. Because mm. It's like being in an insane asylum. It is a little bit for the extrovert. Well, I mean, it makes you wonder, though, are you the inmate or are you the warden? I think Todd's the warden. Oh, okay. I can see I'm that. Warden. I am pretty close to, uh, you know, the Harley Quinn stage. I could just picture him in a uniform, you know. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him in a uniform. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> the haircut suits him, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always think that there's different ways to look at everything. Mm-hmm. And I like to imagine what if Harley Quinn pictured the fact that they're all caged because they have to follow rules. Oh, mm. that's good too. Mm? She was awesome. Have you seen birds of prey? No, no. That was a good one. I enjoyed it. I hear it's good. Yeah. I was surprised. I didn't go to because I was oh. like, you know, well, I mean, as a kid, they had the the animated series, The Dark Knight, uh-huh. with uh, you know the was it Mark Hamill did the voice of the Joker back then, and yeah. it was a more darker animated series about Batman. And you know, Harley Quinn back then was really cool because she 
She didn't really have superpowers, but she was extremely hard to kill, and she could somehow figure out a way to get out of every scenario. Yeah, well, that was and, her. You know, that was that was kind of her super ability. I mean, she was forever linked to the Joker, but at the same time, they would fight tremendously. You know, yeah. There was times where she fought the where she fought Batman, but there was times where they hooked up together and like helped each other out for something for a common cause because she was like she had a little more of a she had a little more of a consciousness about eh, this isn't right, and sometimes she would go against the Joker on things, you know. But I was right. interested to see how it would come out whenever they did the the series with Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah I thought it was I was very surprised because I wasn't going to watch it. Then one of my young friends. Uh, they watch. He says, "I don't care anybody says. You can you can uh, debate me on it, but this is one of the best things I've ever seen." And I trust what he says. He's like a writer. He's in L.A. and he does stuff now, you know. But yeah. um, he always had really good taste and stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll go see what he says about that. And it was worth it. It was good. I mean, the main she- thing that kept me away from watching it, though, I'll be honest, is the fact that DC really has unrolled their characters in a really crappy way, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. compared to. Oh, yeah. Like the way Marvel did it, you know, here's Iron Man. Okay, now here's Thor. Now here's how they work together. You know, like they, mm-hmm. you, you were invested in each character. And then when they got together to do something, it was really cool. And I guess they try to do that. DC was really playing catch up with Batman and Superman and then Wonder Woman. Right. Now, I do think they hit a home run when it came to Wonder Woman. I mean, Absolutely. holy cow. Absolutely. I love Wonder Woman coming out in June, the new one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I didn't see Wonder Woman at the theater. I waited till it was till I was available to watch it at the house. And then when I watched it, I went, "This is the best movie they've done." Holy crap! Yeah. You know. And then when yeah. they did the the thing with Batman versus Superman, I forget what it was called. Was it called Batman versus Superman? Yeah, something. Like, it was something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. I know she came on the end and she made the show. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, the big and finale, I- and I'm like, "Holy crap! There she is." But also, it's really hard to, to, for me, it was really hard to get into because Ben Affleck was playing ba- Batman, and I thought, all right, he's he's too old. I mean, I know that's his dream role, but it, it's about ten years past the point where it needed to be. Yeah, well, I don't like I don't like the guy playing Superman. I don't like the guy playing Batman. I don't like either one of them. But I think all their side characters they did a great job finding all the side folks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the cyborg kid and the Flash kid and the yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of those I like. Um, although I do like I do like the Man of Steel. I like Henry Cavill playing Superman. I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, he's not going to do it anymore. That was it. That was his last. Yeah, but kind of heavy. I mean, they're also heavy. That's another thing about DC and gets Marvel. DC's very heavy a lot of times. It's just yeah. Uh, Whereas Marvel, there's a little bit of there's there's some joking. There's some smiles. There's and there's the hooray moments where you get up and cheer in the theater. You want to do that. Yeah. And you don't yeah. always want to do that in the DC stuff. But when they did that, like Wonder Woman, we were like, yeah, I'm in yeah. this. I mean, I think I'll be the same way during the flash. Cause he seems, he seems like he was set for the role. Yeah. Um, I did. I like the one on the TV series. He's cool. Cause I mean, he's also from my area, but oh. um, yeah, he's actually from Norfolk, which is super cool, but he does a great job on the seat. They do great on TV series. DC yeah. does an amazing job. Yeah, and then my wife used to pick at me because I watched Supergirl when it was on like regular TV. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, are you watching Supergirl again?" I was like, "Shut up! It's it's cool. It's actually good." But it was, and there was as soon as I would say that, there'd be an episode that was like a soap opera, and she was like, "It's just a soap opera." And I'm like, "Okay, this one was like a soap opera." <laughs> yeah, but normally there's lots of kick butt going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, but <laughs> great. And I liked it. And um, like I say, I can't wait for the Flash movie. And I can't wait till Wonder Woman 1984. Because yeah. I was turning 14 that year. And I'm just going to relive all my teenage fantasies, you know? Mm. And I've always wanted to be Wonder Woman. So I'm just thinking it's going to be the be all end all for me. I think there's a lot on there. They better do a good job. Well, in 84, wasn't that when Wonder Woman was on TV? Yeah. Linda Linda Carter was Wonder Woman? Linda Carter was Wonder Woman then. And I watched it. Wonder Woman! Oh, yeah. I was 10 then. Yeah, I turned uh, turned 14 that December in 84. So, yeah. I want to say that was also when the Hulk was on TV. Which was also a good time. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when all the good shows run. Hmm. But yeah, I like that. But that's they do a great job with all the side stuff. Like this Harley Quinn thing, great. Yeah, I'm about to watch it now. Yeah, I really do. She, they, they, and she she narrates it too. It's like what she's talking about as she's doing it too. So it's like really neat how she, you find out that you're working of a brain while the whole thing's going on too. And so it's a little, it's almost like a kickback to the old series when Adam West was Batman kind of style, a little yeah. bit of it. But some of the actresses that played the Birds of Prey are just kind of, Neh. but by and large, Harley Quinn did it. Whoa, so good. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. You know, again, uh, it, and it may be great, but uh, DC's management of the whole characters, with, I think Suicide Squad was a disaster. Yes. And, you know, Jared, who cast Jared Leto to play Doker? I mean, really? Yeah, I don't know that. And just the stylized choice that they made, the way they made him look, I'm like, what are you trying to do with the character? I mean, come on. Yeah, it was, yeah, he, but the, the chick I think that I think that alone put such a distaste in people's mouths that when Birds of Prey were coming out, they were like, no, you guys really screwed up the last one. I don't trust you. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Because, uh, yeah, it was like, whatever. But this one, yeah. no. I like the way it was it was played out. It was played out very old school, you know, the old series where it's kind of campy and kind of good. And you're just like, yeah. oh, I don't know why they do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want it to be, like you said, you want it to be silly. You want to, you know, you know, have some cool action, but also like tongue in cheek, be silly and, and have fun with it. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's not meant to be so. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, she was lighthearted anyway. Even in all the serious moments, she was always the one that was like, it's no big deal. We'll figure it out. Let's make stuff explode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and that's more like what this one is. And so I enjoyed that. They say that that was what the Joker's actual superpower was, is that he could, he could always, he was always uh, lucky enough not to get seriously hurt (laughs) when when it mattered. But then he would get hurt at silly times. That was like his thing. Yeah, exactly. So, and that makes it much better. And that's what you want in the movie. That is what yeah. you want in the movies. And so that's what Harley Quinn was like. So, I mean, uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Okay. Well, now I have to watch it. Cool. Well, I like recommendations. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth the, the rental fee. Yeah. Rental? What? You can buy it. I, I, well, I think you can rent it on Amazon. Why would I want to do that? Well, some people just want to rent before they buy. I bought it and I told all my kids to watch it. <laughs> oh, well, I got a, I got a secret way to watch it. So, Oh, well, we, shh, shh. Shh, people might be listening. Shh. This is all Google and all. It's a louch. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's just say I got hooked up. <laughs> You're lucky though, because yeah, I, I buy things and all my kids go, "Hey, mom, what was the password again so we can watch it?" Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm that girl. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I've been watching uh, lots of content, and it's weird now that. Uh, you know, Dad and Trish are back in Maine, and they have ac- they have actual internet again. They're like, "So what do we watch?" And I'm like, "I've literally watched 200 shows th- since the last time you had internet." <laughs> um, I've gotten watched. I watch lots of stuff on Netflix. Um, have you guys watched Lock and Key yet? I started watching it, and I stopped watching it, so I go watch it with Todd. So we haven't watched it together. He's watching Ozarks. Oh yeah, Ozarks is amazing. Yeah, he's getting through that one. Well, I'm yeah. watching. So once he gets to his point, we can watch Lock and Key together because I like Lock and Key. Yeah. Yeah, that's really done well. I I enjoyed it a lot. And it it wasn't until I'd watched a few episodes till I realized it was Stephen King's son that wrote it. What? Yeah, his name's uh, uh, Joe Hill. He goes by the pseudonym Joe Hill. Um, He wrote it as as like a dark comic with another guy that they released like these um, comic strip versions of the book. Uh, back in the day and they kept like kicking this idea around about making the show but they were like yeah well the technology's not really here to make it look like we want it to look and then when they started having some success coming up with their own different tv shows and 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 movies they finally got the money and the backing and they were like listen we've been kicking around this idea and here's a graphic novel of what we wrote we want to make it and finally somebody was like oh yeah we can totally do that and so they did and and it's really good it's really good yeah, I watched one or two of the episodes, and I was like, oh, this is something Todd would like to. So yeah. I to break on it so I can watch it with the old man. Yeah, Ozarks I like a lot because to me it's like um, – it's sort of like Breaking Bad and the fact that they're doing something a little nefarious but also mm-hmm. just trying to have like a normal family life. But it skips past a lot of the stuff that Breaking Bad dealt with in the beginning because within the first few minutes the whole family knows about what's going on and they're all in on it. Right. So it is a fascinating idea. <laughs> it was walking around and then sat back down. <laughs> yeah. It's a fascinating idea. I mean, um, it always takes a turn that you don't expect, which is interesting. Because every time I think I know what's going to happen, they're, they're faced with just tremendous problems. Something happens where I go, whoa, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Holy cow, you know. Right. Um, but I, I think that that has the potential of, of going off and, and, and continuing to go for another five seasons, possibly. Um, there's another show. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched it called Altered Carbon. No, but I've heard of it. I'm waiting on that. I want to watch so, that. I've talked to dad about it because he likes science fiction stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's basically way in the future and it's sci-fi. It's the idea that your consciousness can be downloaded into a thing called a stack, which is this little blue disc. Mm-hmm. And this little blue disc goes in the back of your neck and they call bodies sleeves. So basically if you don't damage your stack, you can just live forever. Cause oh, as wow. your, as your physical body deteriorates, you can just be downloaded into a new sleeve. you take that. They take the little blue disc out and put it in a new sleeve. And of course, with the yeah. idea of being able to live for hundreds or thousands of years, that force that forms all sorts of problems or opportunities financially and otherwise. Wow. So that's 
because I was looking at it and I was I was unsure, I, but I wanted to watch it with the Tidy Bob. Yeah, so there's two seasons out right now, and there's an animated show out right now that have the same title. The first season, um, when you watch the previews, it basically shows this guy waking up in kind of like a pod, kind of like from from the Matrix, but without all the tubes. Right. Um, this guy wakes up and he's and he, he's like the first thing he says is this guy is you know why did you bring me back and he's like I've, I've how long have I been under and the guy said you know two hundred years or two hundred fifty years or whatever it was and he's like why did you bring me back and he said I need you to solve a, a murder and he's like whose murder and he goes mine <laughs> and I was like whoa what <laughs> Wait a minute how we do that yeah so what? anyway not not to spoil anything but. Just with the idea of the technology, it allows you then to each season have a new person play the main character. Oh, now that's kind of smart. Right? Wow. That's really smart. So oftentimes what you're seeing is maybe not what is really going on because it could be someone else using that sleeve. So it's very interesting to see the characters who've come on board to play the different parts and how the story arc has gone. Um I will say that the first season is a lot darker uh, than the second season. The second season is is more about espionage than the first season. The first season is all about this murder and, and the treachery that goes on with this murder and why the murder took place. And it's really interesting, though. I mean, the it, it basically you could just sit in a room with writers and go, okay, here's the far out idea I have. <laughs> and then just try to outdo each other with, oh yeah, but what if we do this? You know, because yes. everything's possible. <laughs> Once you open it up to that idea, everything is possible. See, that's that, it actually opens up like so many different ways. I mean, you could be so many different people and that just makes a lot of different story. Don't you? You're right. Yeah. That's the show I'd watch. Yeah. That sounds like a show I'd actually like. Yeah. So I've been, I've been promoting things I watch that I dig. I'm like, people watch this. I want them to keep making more of these. These are so cool. Um, the second season, the, the main guy was played by Anthony Mackie, who was uh, uh, the Falcon on the Marvel movies. Yes. He's done lots and lots of movies, but he's like the main person in season two. And I was like, oh, that's a good role for him. Holy cow, because he's such a good actor. He is a good actor. So he does. So, uh, well, then I'm going to have to... When I get to the end of the Kingdom season, I'm going to watch that one next. Then. I'm okay, so it. you're watching the. You were telling me about Kingdom. That was the name of that thing. Yes, it was. It's called Kingdom. It's uh, set in ancient China, Japan. You know, back when everybody yeah. wore clothes and lived in the crazy houses like Mulan, right? Yeah, um, that's one of the subtitles that you got to read a lot. You got to read a lot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's what I'm watching. But they're zombies. They got from a virus, and they run fast to be zombies. And there's kung fu and swords, but it's all person eats for a good show my brother and i have a theory that the faster the zombie the scarier the show yes yes absolutely i mean if you uh, think about it like back in the day night of the walking dead when it was like send more brains it was just funny right you know, Shaun of the dead they're really slow so it's funny but you get yeah. like you move up to like you know 28 days later or uh world war z and it's like oh my god this is terrifying <laughs> you're sitting there going Ugh! <laughs> no, yeah, they run, they pop out. They're 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 wild, you know, because it's like you know, it's 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 an it's a film with martial arts and stuff. So you know, everybody's a little overdone when they do all the things that they do. But Ooh. it's wild to watch. It and made me think of Zombieland. Have you seen Zombieland too? 
No, I've not. Okay, so have you seen Zombieland 1? Yeah. Okay, so all the zombies in Zombieland 1 are really slow, so it's funny. Right. Okay, Zombieland 2, they've they're metamorphosing a little bit and some of them are faster. <laughs> so it, it takes you on a roller coaster ride of some of it's funny and some of it's like, Oh my God, Oh my God. <laughs> well, be, then I might need to watch that too. Cause yeah. I'm, you know, it's pandemic time. I mean, you know, and so it's, and it's campy out. and silly, just like the first one was, uh, Rosario Dawson steals the show. She's, she's a new character on the show and she's funny. It is so funny. Rosario Dawson. You say? Yes. Uh, I know that is. Yep. Yeah. Now, see, that could be good too. Damn. Yeah. At least I have more to do to fill up my time. You know, if I run out of paint, I'll have something else to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Of course, I always feel like I should, you know, have like a little side thing of saying, "Hey, guys, if you want to," oh wait, I do have a podcast where it's called "Stuff I Heard" and you know, talk about that kind of stuff. Well, you know, hey, we can sit and watch it, talk about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the, hard, for that. the hard part is, is when I'm doing it by myself, I'm the only one listening to me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've talked about this before, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a lot better when I have someone else to tell. Cause I'm like, listen, this is really cool. You know? Nope. I get it. See, and I, you're, you're helping me out. You're helping, you know, you're helping my whole family out with this today. I'm trying you're, to help out the world. See, we're right. in a pandemic right now and I'm just trying to reach out to everybody like a, like a coronavirus cure of uh, consciousness so that we can all like touch each other with our brine, with our minds and like somehow oh. communicate. That's right. It's virtual hugging and talking, man. That's what it is. We're, we're building community through, through the interwebs. That's kind of, yeah, and you know that's that's got to be done today. So that's what we do, right? <laughs> you know, the the cool part is, is like every once in a while, I'll get in the kitchen and I'll create something really good, and it's like, wow, this is really good. But after you've done it for a few days, you're like, I'm just exhausted of cooking. Let's just come up with something simple. So the other day, I literally cut up some salami and put cheese on top of it, and I wanted to take a picture of it and went, follow, follow me for more recipes. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's like true for everybody. I see all my friends doing that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they have, they want to do all that. But every time I cook, you know, the kitchen gets dirty again. Then I got to look at it and clean it again. And then I'm like. It's an endless cycle. Yeah. And you're just like, can I just not? Can I just not? I think I'm just going to eat something prepackaged. I got an ice cream sandwich. Look at that. I see. I like doing it. I like coming up with stuff to cook. And I like cooking for people. Um, and I don't mind cleaning up. The hard part is thinking up, what am I going to do next? After you do it for, you know, a week or two, you're just like, nah, I'm kind of burned out. Somebody else take over. Like, you just want to take a break. No, I get it. I understand. You know? Which I, is that's weird because. Delivery service and, you know, you're helping your local people, right? You're keeping you them, And that's when you call them and say, hey, deliver that stuff because, you know, we like you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, any anybody in their area, if you're looking for something to eat and you're like, man, I wish I could go to my restaurant, look them up on Facebook and like reach out to them and ask them, say, hey, do you guys do delivery or do you do takeout or can I drive up and pick it up at the curb? A lot of them are doing that. Yeah, we found that out pretty recently. We found one, a really great one around here that, that we didn't know would do that. And they, I mean, they have like even vegetarian stuff. Like I don't eat red meat. Every so often I've started eating a little bit of uh, – uh, fish or chicken, I have to be careful because, you know, the stomach thing. Mm. Um, but um, they have a por- smoked portobello bello mushroom sandwich. That's like something I've never had before. And it's amazing. And, but they've also got the, the food they have is like all like it's smokehouse food and yeah. 
and it's expensive. Like if you go there, but now they got all these great deals. They're putting out dinner night, you know, like on Tuesday night, this, we got this cool family dinner. And so there's a local yeah. place here that's doing a, a low country crab boil. Um, and they'll do it like one, like every Sunday. They'll be like, "Hey, you guys, you know, stop by and pick up a tray." And they'll just sell sell you trays of this stuff, right? Because they're like, you know, family style. Come pick up a tray, take it home, feed the family. And that's um, yeah, and that's what we uh, that's what they're doing around here, and also to keep people in um, business because you don't want all the local businesses go down. I mean, we live in a a, a very a visitor friendly area because it's Williamsburg and Toronto. And so we have like Bush gardens and we have water country and we have colonial Williamsburg, which is, you know, really amazing or Jamestown, the settlement or, mm-hmm. you know, Yorktown. And so it's full of history. And we have, we usually have so much in the way of uh, visitors and now we don't. And so all these people who are used to this time of the year being so, busy and this, you know, business is picking up and all the restaurants and all the hotels and all the things around here. And uh, it's not, and you know, you don't want all these folks to go out of business because you love them. Yeah. And so we've tried to, you know, a couple times a week, hit something local. So, you know, we don't want anybody to go out we make sure everybody knows that we love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fully believe that, you know, once all this stuff passes, I think people are going to be hesitant to go out into crowds, even though they want to. Right. And I think that I think that for the first couple of years, there's going to be a lot more domestic travel to places like Myrtle Beach and, you know, Florida and, and, and you know, Vegas and stuff Say like that. Say Williamsburg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that place. The, the, <laughs> no one says Williamsburg. No one. But. Nobody, nobody. No, because I mean, come on. It's, it's a cool place, though. And- oh, I'm sure it is. Not my. I don't want them to come to my area because I live outside. Like I live on the cusp of Williamsburg. Yeah, like right outside of it in a suburb, so it's perfect. And well, that's like well, whenever I had something. We had a, a cool taco place that opened up in town called King Hefe, and I loved it. But I was hesitant to tell anybody about it in the beginning because I was like, I don't want it to get super busy because I really like being there and getting the what I want. And but at the same time, I was like, if I don't send business their way, then they're not going to make it and they're going to close down. So. I like went on Google Maps and I was one of the first people to add them on the on Google Maps and I took pictures of the place and took pictures of my food and I sent reviews out and when I started my little stupid podcast I started doing fake commercials for them cuz I was like they're not paying me but I'm going to talk about it anyway and the place really got busy and it got popular and I would literally go there sometimes and think I screwed up I went too far. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that to happen. <laughs> yeah. But the the weird thing is is like uh I didn't realize it, but Google keeps track of like when you, when you send reviews and who looks at reviews and crap like that, you know, cause they're monitoring you 24 hours a day. Anyway, um, they sent me a thing recently and they said, Hey, by the way, your review of King Hefe got viewed a million times. I'm like, what, what a million times. How is that even possible? But that's a lot. Well, yeah. you know, you know, the stuff they heard. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to help out community. That's all. That's all it is. See, you're super cool. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should start helping my, my community. You can. I know, right? Listen, I, I started this thing with just my phone. This is how I started. I just downloaded an, an app called Anchor. It's a little purple thing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and on it, it says, set up your account. And I had to come up with a name. And I probably sat on the couch for a good day talking to my wife and her going, it's up to you, whatever you call it. 
<laughs> and I don't know what made me think of the name stuff I heard, but I was like, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts and I want to talk about it. And she goes, well, talk about that. What, what's your name going to be? And I, I just came up with it. And then, uh, I hit record. And after I got in recording, I hit publish and it was up. And I was like, is that it? And I thought that surely that wasn't that easy. And then they sent me an email and they said, Hey, we've published your thing on this. And I went, Okay. And then I recorded one a few days later and it got up and I started telling people about it. And then before I knew it, I was on, within a week, I was on like nine different platforms and I was like, get out of town. That's all I got to do. See, that's cool. Maybe it's Uh, walk around. You know when I'm doing my dog walking service, you know? There you go. Dog walking and talking to y'all. That's right. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I need to do. See, I like to talk and, you know. That could be loads of fun. Right now, there's a lot of people that are homebound and they're looking for creative things to do and to listen to and to create. So mm-hmm. offer it to everybody. See, here's the thing. I can literally say, hey, listen, I can tell you how to hold like $100 in your hand tomorrow if you do X, Y, Z. Most people are going to hear that and go, yeah, no, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Mm, okay. Or you can have somebody come up to you and say, hey, I really want to learn how to play the ukulele and go, oh, I've got some lessons I teach online. All you got to do is click on the YouTube link and and they go, yeah, no. Right. All it takes is effort. It's just about the click and not everybody wants to to work that hard at it. Well, the way we've made society, maybe it'll be uh, a change a little bit now. I mean, there's literally lessons that you can learn to speak a new language on Mm -hmm. YouTube or on you know, on, on various different platforms, there's even podcasts out there. They're learning to speak Portuguese and they'll have you repeat things and tell you what it means. And I'm like, well, why are people doing stuff like that? I mean, not that I need to speak Portuguese, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Portuguese is an ugly language anyway. Lots of hey, 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 hey. Some of my best listeners are Portuguese. Portuguese. Y'all are great. She didn't mean that guys. She's not, she's just kidding. Yeah. When I speak Portuguese, it sounds bad though. Send your hate mail to Lisa. Who am I kidding? They're not listening. That's right. They're not listening. They're out there living their life. Right. Thank Portuguese. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. My my big uh, Portuguese uh, moment was going to uh, where was that in Cape Cod? The oh the 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 fancy town that we went to with the with the mermaid uh, Christmas ornaments. The Merman Christmas ornaments, Newfoundland. Yeah, town. That was Providence Town. Providence Town. Providence Town. Yeah. Town is fun. They were having the Portuguese festival with the banners up on the thing, and yeah, we ate at the lobster pot, and I couldn't believe the the Merman uh, Christmas ornaments. I was like, "What? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I still don't know what it means." Uh huh. I'm just not. I'm not cool enough. I guess. Yes, we Boomtown is a great place. You gotta, you have to be an adventuresome spirit to really appreciate that place. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like it. I thought it was really cool, but I was also driving a big, big Dodge Ram, and I could barely even fit down the streets there. Exactly. No, you can't do that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where the Mini Cooper would have been real handy. Yes, folks like me get around well there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go drive it today. I think. No, no, no. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, I pace myself with the wind down and your special mask on, so that you don't yes. get the virus uh, in the wind. 
Scarf you, know, you know the virus is like aerosol, like it can be transferred through the air. Just saying. Well, I'm going to do myself up like a 50s movie star and you know, like wrap it around my hair and around my face, around my shoulders, you know? Oh, you could do one of those big straw hat things like it gets really wide and then you get like the white, you know, the mosquito absolutely. netting wisp thing around your face, you know? Yes, absolutely. That would be perfect for me. Yeah, like Mary Poppins, but with a face mask. Yeah, and then I, that would be so super cool because I, I release white doves. As long as you're blasting uh, Prince is when doves cry the whole time. Oh man. See, I've had people sing songs and somebody played when doves cry once for me. And then somebody played sang I'll fly away. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I'll fly away, oh glory. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I'm getting texts from my wife. She needs me to do something. Uh, oh, anyway, man. I had fun doing this. Thank you for being on the podcast and hanging out with me. Well, one day I'm going to start a podcast, me and my dogs that I'm walking, and we'll, we'll invite you along. Hey, listen, it's not that hard. I'm just saying. If a guy like me can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> just that's, saying. My, that's my endorsement right there. That's right. We'll have the variety show. Half yeah. of a variety show podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I'm going to hit stop on this and then I'll call you on the phone and we can kind of end our conversation. But um, thank you to everybody for listening and thank you for being a part of the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're trying to come up with some content to keep you entertained. And uh, if you guys want to hear more from Lisa, write me and let me know. Um, Lisa, you got anything to promote? No, I'm just fantastic on my own, you know? Say, hey, if you want Lisa to try something new, let her know. She'll try something new. She's willing. <laughs> if you find yourself in the Williamsburg area and want to hang out, uh, shoot me a line and I'll shoot a line to her or something. We'll send up the bat signal and... We'll show and, you uh, around. Just we'll look, for the, look for the doves. That's all you got to say. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, be part of the community. We're just trying to grow this thing, grassroots, a little bit at a time. So thank you for listening, and I always end my podcast saying, cue the cow.